Singing glory to himself All the glory must be to the Lord All the glory must be to the Lord For he is worthy of our start the session by the opening prayer in just seven minutes. Thank you, Father. 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 Egraso trebesheri maluke serebeleni banamale krisia do kabaya shatarabade. Ebra 
Agrabadu krabashi ribe de riba rabalu kreste trebe de riba. Eru de mesi ribe di karamana sharabale bresu yamashita. Ibrasu krabari brabashi rabalu kreste rebe de riba rabaliba. Igradiba sarabali brasayaba sherebe de riba nabalu masia. Igarabali musia manebe sherebe de riba nabaliba tuka. Enosia baliba ibalika siana nibaluka sherebe de riba ziba doya. Erosina balima suya basherebe de riba nabali. Nanikataba, Agrimana, Vukeve Sherebe de Ribana Balibra, Supra Talibada, Eno Krebe Shira Balibru, Terebele Beribara Baliba Nikata, Inebesia Mashurebe Serebele Libara Baliba Rukataiba Sataya, Inarime Sherebe de Rebe de Rimana Baliba Rukasayaba de Beshiataruba, Inusirebe Sherebe de Rebe de Bele, Caribala Bali, Hariba Tiba Yamasa, Arabalube, Sherebe de Lebeli, Barabaluke, Teme Seribara Baliba Nuka, Inasirebe Sheribara Balibra, Tukrabasha, Trabalibra, Tayabareve, Eno, Krima, Nabali, Christi, Tribili, Krabalibra, Tuka, Agrasu, Krabasha, Trabalibra, Sura, Balibre, Setrebe, Imanike, Sherebe, Velikarabalibra, Sura, Basherebe, Imasia, Mashiri, Vidiri, Vidikaruba, Sharabali, Velikasuya, Eno, Sira, Balibra, Sharabali, Christi, Tribili, Krabatu, Krashata, Imanabali, Rabasu, Namasherebe, Imanabali, Masita, Basherebe, Imasia, Balibra, Thank you, Thank you, Father. <laughs> Thank you, Father. Ragri garabale mrasere bale braso kreshetere bade baya. E mune mesere bale dira re barabale brosere bade dira karabalo kaya ba. Ine siyabale bashara 
Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. For in Jesus' mighty name, we are still praying. Amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. We give you all the glory and adoration. We thank you for this opportunity. We give you all the glory. We say, Allah be thy name. We say, Thank you, Father. 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 We declare this service open in the name of the Lord Jesus. For in Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Um, I think that was a bit of a, a glitch from his end. Because I could still hear him even after I left the room. So, um, good evening, everyone. Uh, please don't mind our numbers this evening. Praise God. <laughs> For one reason or another, a lot of people are not here today. But we give glory the glory. Are you with me, Sister Chidera? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm with you. Good evening, sir. Good evening. How are you doing? It's, it's, it's so interesting today. I'm fine. Thank you, sir. Because I... Today, while, we, while I was in church in the morning, the Holy Spirit put into my mind that I should declare to us that every month and every Sunday in the month of September, we are going to be having a multiplication service. Yeah. That all of our Sundays this December, our focus is on multiplication. You know, that we have already declared this month our month of multiplication. So, all of our teachings, our prayers, is going to be centered on multiplication. So today, by the grace of God, we are going to lay a very important foundation. Praise the Lord. We are going to lay a very, very, very important foundation. Because when we are talking about multiplication, thank you, Miss Queen. When we talk about multiplication, it is when we say something multiply, it means that that thing has found a way to grow in such a way that we cannot count it easily. And anything can multiply. Hello? Anything can multiply. I. Anything can multiply. Success can multiply. Goodness can multiply. Failure can multiply. Anything has the ability to multiply. If I'm the only thing that, can, that is not capable of multiplying is probably death. So when a man dies, he can't multiply. Anymore. 
But as long as a man is living, it can multiply. Praise God. So what we want to discover today, we want to lay the foundation for, the multi- for our multiplication. We want to lay a very important foundation for our individual multiplication today. And so, what we want to do today, okay, is to help you and I understand how we can multiply the result we have. Or say, how we can even get the result. Then we talk about multiplication. You see, one of the challenges that the children of God have is that we think that um, God, okay, has a limitation. This, uh, there is this belief about religious Christians that um, so there is a level you can get to that after that level, it, it cannot be God that is blessing you again. Somehow the devil has lied to us and we have we, we have we have in a way believed that because we are children of God, because we we are looking for heaven, because we want to get to heaven, we should you know erase everything that has to do with this art, and so nothing on this art matters. It's a lie. I said it last week and I'm going to say it again. God does not want anybody to be small. It is not the plan of God, it is not the intention of God. For any man to be small. And today I'd like to show you again in the scriptures. Genesis chapter 1 verse 28. Genesis chapter 1 verse 28. Before we talk about it, today our topic for today is the multiplier effect. I have said earlier that every Sunday in the month of September is going to be a multiplication service. So today we are talking about the multiplier effect. But before we talk about this multiplier effect, I want to show you something. Genesis chapter 1, verse 28. You can read first, man. And God blessed them. And and God blessed them. And God said unto them. All right, let's go to 26, please. 26, please. And God said, let us make man in our image. Hold on. Let us make man in our image. Maybe it is important that we ask the question, what is the image of God? Maybe we should, maybe we should, um, today maybe we should take the time to really uh, look at this thing deeply. What does God mean? When we say God, what is that, what, what is the ability of this personality called God? What can God do? Before we even talk about what God has created, let's ask this question. We're talking about God here. Before we talk about the man that was made in the image of God, let us look at what God can do. Hello? That in your mind of mind, I want somebody to answer, who is God to you? In your mind of mind, does God have limitations? Like, the way you perceive God, do you think there are some things that God cannot do? That maybe some things are impossible for God to do. Praise the Lord. Because I think if we don't clear this area out, people will begin to have, people will not begin to, will not understand the scripture in Genesis chapter 1 verse 26. It will be difficult to understand the scripture. The scripture says, for with God, nothing shall be impossible. So when we are talking about the personality called God, we are not talking about human beings. We are not talking about deities. We are not talking about uh, demons. We are not even talking about uh, those Ogun or Yang Konko. No. We are talking about God here. The creator of the heaven and the earth. I wish we had the time for me to show you today some things about God. We are talking about God that anything that comes out of Him is God. Anything that comes out of God is God. The Spirit of God is God. The breath of God is God. The Word of God is God. That is the personality we are talking about, God. 
that uh, that identity, that entity that created everything, is responsible for everything. The owner of everything, the creator of everything. This personality now came. Okay, so because if we don't understand what God can do, maybe it is important that you go to the book of Genesis chapter 1 again, from the beginning. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. How? Just look at the animals in the... Just at the animals is enough. The animal is enough. Just look at the animals we have. Look at their process of evolution, how they are giving birth. Imagine that somebody was able to create that thing and he did not use his hands. That is the kind of personality we are talking about. God. The God that created you, created the brain that is in you, the brain that you think you have, that you think has enabled, that has enabled man to be able to achieve the things that man has achieved, okay, came from God. This God now said, let me make man. I bet you call it. Let me make man in my image. And after my likeness. Hello. The next thing that followed, I want you to be clear about this scripture today. Once and for all. The next thing that followed after that, God qualified what God wanted to create. Maybe we don't understand this scripture. God qualified what he wanted to create before he created it. He said, let me create man in my image. I mean, let read it for us, man. We are reading Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 for, those, for God, the sake of those that just came in. Please read. And God said, Okay, let us make man in our image. Let us make man in our image. After our likeness. And after our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea. And over the fowl of the hair. And over the fowl of the hair. And over the cattle. And over everything that I've created. And over all the head. And over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the See, earth. when God wanted to create man, the first thing God was thinking about is that this man is going to have dominion. So for any reason, God did not create anybody to be small. It cannot be that God intends for any man to be small, for anything. It cannot be God that is making men small. It can't be. I want you to get that today. It, can, it is impossible. It can't be God. So, because if we are not clear about this thing, we will continue to think that maybe to become great is a sin. It is not. How can greatness be a sin? Even when the Lord Jesus said, of all, of all the men, Matthew chapter 11, verse 11, he says, of all the men that have been born of women, the greatest of them all is John the Baptist. Even the Lord Jesus qualified somebody as great. How can greatness be a sin? Hello? I'm telling you that if you don't become great, eh, it is your problem. It's not God's fault. Because God does not intend for anybody to be small. I'll keep hammering this particular statement in until we get it. So, I need you to understand that if God does not want you to be small, and you are small, you should be angry. Now, what is keeping you small? What is making you small? For the sake of people that are just coming in, we're talking about the multiplier effect today. The multiplier effect. You need to ask yourself, what is making me small? After, after all, when God created man, he said, the first thing I was thinking about man is that this man must have dominion. The first thing. This man is to have dominion over everything God has created. Can somebody say to yourself, to, to yourself, I have dominion. I have dominion. Just say to yourself, I have dominion. I have dominion. When God was thinking about creating men, he said, let them have dominion. To dominate me. So maybe we don't understand. There was a point, and God blessed them. Verse 28, please. 
Verse 28. Genesis chapter 1, verse 28, please. Because you need to be clear about this. Please go on. And God blessed them. And God blessed them. And God said unto them. And God said unto them. Be fruitful. Be fruitful. And multiply. And multiply. And replenish the and earth. And replenish the earth. And subdue it. And subdue it. And have dominion over the fish of and the sea. And have dominion again. It's okay, man. Be fruitful. Multiply. It is the instruction of God for every man. So I know that the devil might want to tell you this evening that after all, but Adam fell. Yes, Adam fell and lost that authority. But guess what? The Lord Jesus came and restored us back. Hello? If Adam fell indeed, yes, Adam fell. I agree. But the Lord Jesus came and restored us. The scripture says in 3 John, uh, that whatsoever is born of God, it says he overcomes the world. Whatsoever is born of God has overcome the world. So as a child of God, I am telling you today, you have accepted the Lord Jesus as your, as your, um, you know, as your Lord and Savior. See, let's not lie to ourselves. You have been qualified for greatness. You have been qualified for dominion. You have been qualified for prosperity. The Lord Jesus said that the thief cometh to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But he says, I come so that you may have life and have it abundantly. I come so that you may have life and have it abundantly. Eh? It is the intention of God that we prosper. I think in another scripture in third John was saying that... Uh, Brethren, above all things, I wish that you prosper and be in good health, even as thy soul prospers. So, let's be clear about this thing, that you need to experience prosperity because you have been qualified, pre-qualified for prosperity. Hello? Hello. You need to ex prosperity must be is your experience. Thank you. Prosperity is your experience because you have been pre-qualified for prosperity. You have been pre-qualified to experience all the good things. Hello. Romans chapter 5 verse 17. Let's look at this please. Romans 5:17. Romans chapter 5, verse 7. Because I need to, we need to be clear about these things. Maybe I should say it in Yoruba. God is not against good things. The scripture says, No good thing shall live withhold from us. Romans 5, 17. Romans 5, 17. Thank you. For if by one man's offense, if by one man's offense, death reigned by one, death reigned by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace, much more they which have received what abundance, abundance of, grace, of grace, okay, and of the gift of righteousness, and of the gift of righteousness, shall reign in life. He says they shall reign in life by one, by one, Jesus Christ, Christ Jesus. That God has no limitation. It, what, what the scripture is saying is that the level that God has for everyone that has received the Lord Jesus, okay, the, the barometer for their success is that they are to reign in life. So if you, if you see anybody that is against Christian, Christians prospering, having money, buying cars, building mansion, tell them, don't worry. You will still manifest more. Because the barometer for God, according to the scriptures we just read now, what God put as a barometer for your level of success and greatness is that you are to reign in life. And it takes us back to that first uh, Genesis chapter 1 that we read. Let them have dominion. We're talking about the multiplier effect, please. Let them have dominion. Let them have dominion. To save our time, we will not read a lot of scriptures today. <laughs> but we will read some. And some I will quote. 
So let, let us let's be clear about something. So if God has pre-qualified us, please pay attention here. If God has pre-qualified us, okay, for prosperity by receiving uh, after receiving the Lord Jesus into our lives, if He has pre-qualified us for prosperity, what then is the problem? Why? What is the problem? Why? Are, how can I mine prosperity? Let's say I'm mining crypto. That how can I create prosperity after I have been pre-qualified for it? That is the first question. So the second question we are going to now ask is how can I multiply it? Because this is a multiplication service. For the rest of this month, we are going to be learning about how to multiply what we already have. So for some of us that don't have things, this is the month where you are beginning to learn to put things into place and then to begin to multiply. See, don't let me lie to you. If you fail to prosper, it is your fault. Hello? God has performed his responsibility. Second Peter chapter 1, verse 3. This is my favorite scripture. I quote it almost all the time. It says, according as his divine power has given unto you, God has performed his role. His divine power has given unto you all things that pertain to living and godliness. Settled. He has performed this role. Romans 5.17 now calls it all these things that pertains to living and godliness that we have received. Romans 5.17 called it the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness. It calls it the abundance of grace. See, I, 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 I wish, okay, in one of these sessions we're going to be talking about what grace is. Because we need to understand what grace really means. Because when we mention grace now, the first thing that comes to people's mind is uh, unmerited favor. Grace is no unmerited favor. Let's clear it now. Grace is no unmerited favor. It can never be. Grace is beyond being unmerited favor. Okay? So, having said this, okay, what then is the reason that people after being pre-qualified for prosperity, still don't experience prosperity, especially the children of God. The scripture says the problem has always been knowledge. I was explaining to someone recently, I think yesterday, that the problem was not seen, and the problem cannot be seen. It can't be. And we're doing a bit of comparison between the whole test, the whole covenant and the new covenant. It's one of the reasons why I hate glue. Where did you stop? So before the glitch, I think we're talking about Romans chapter 5 and 17. I will also be said to Edward. Hello? Yeah, I'm here. All right. So I thought we were talking about Romans chapter 5 and 17 before the glitch. Yes. All right. So... Romans 5.17 again. Who's reading for us? It says, how much more day... Okay, please read. For he by one man's offense, right. death reigned by one, okay. much more they which receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one, it Jesus says they shall Christ. shall reign in life. It is, our, it is an instruction to reign in life. And I remember mentioning that, um, so if we are not reigning, it is not God's fault. It is our responsibility to reign. So it must be that thing. As long as we don't get that thing, it is likely that the person that God has said will reign, will not let her reign. Praise God. The scripture made it clear. It says, my people are destroyed. For lack of knowledge. Let's not forget we're talking about the multiplier effect today. It says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because they lack, lack knowledge, because they lack understanding, they are destroyed. So if the word of God says you are to reign, and you are not reigning, before you think about anything else, the first thing you need to be clear about is, are you in line with the system of God? 
Listen to me. Let's be clear about one thing once and for all. God has systems. Alright? For exalting men. God has systems. Alright? For, uh, how do I put it now? Giving things unto men. That's the computer chapter 1 verse 3. Make it clear. According as his divine power. At giving unto us. According as his divine power. So meaning it is not God that gave it to us himself. There is a divine power that made it available to us. I think maybe there is that confusion somewhere. It is not like God personally carried this thing and gave it to you. There is a system in place. This system has a name called the divine power of God. According as his divine power has given unto us all things that pertain to living and godliness. I was asking people in the graduate center recently that God, does God answer prayer uh, personally? And people were giving a lot of interesting answers. Alright. I like to tell you that it's not like God sits down and hears every man's petition and then begins to answer them. God does not do that. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, it does not. God has systems in place that if you press the right button, if you do the right thing, you will see the right results. Ah, God told Joshua in Deuteronomy, I'm sorry, God told the Israelites in Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 1, that, hey guys, do you want to be exalted above the nations of the earth? I'm sure they must have said, yes, God. And then God said, this is what you, are, what you have to do. You have to obey my voice. Not my word now. You have to obey my voice. To observe everything I command you to do. He says, when you do this, he says, then I, the Lord, will lift you above the nations of the earth. I, the Lord, will lift you above the nations of the earth. When you do this. He came back and told Joshua, do you want to have good success? Joshua must have said, yes, Father, uh, yes, God. How should I go about it? And then God told Joshua, this book of the law should not meditate, should not depart out of your mouth. You must meditate therein day and night. Finally, to observe everything that is in there and to make sure that you are doing it. I think First Peter chapter 5 came back to tell us that humble yourself under the mighty hand of God that we exalt you in due time. So it means that there is no amount of prayer that you can pray that can make you great. There is a system for greatness. There is no amount of fasting and prayer that you can do are you with me now? That can make God exalt you above the nations of the earth. It is a waste of time. There is a button you need to press. As long as you don't press those buttons, you can't get the result. Romans chapter 1 verse 17. These are scriptures we quote every day in this school. It says, The righteousness of God for daring is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by his faith. The righteousness of God will be revealed in you from faith to faith. If you lack faith, you have lacked the basic processing of the righteousness of God. It can't be revealed in you. Don't bother. So, basically, faith is one of the systems, right? <laughs> basically, we, 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 we've gotten to that point. Faith is one of the systems, obviously. So, God has systems in place. For everything. I was speaking with my partner earlier today, and we're like, uh, we're saying someone used to say, ah, may God not catch us, may God not catch us. And then he would give a bad uh, experience as, 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 a, as an example. And then I asked that, is God a policeman? Does God catch people? I will be now. Everybody anywhere in the world, that's what the book of Acts says, that everyone across the nations of the earth that does what is right and accept what is right before God. He says it's acceptable before God. Anybody 
across the nations of the earth that does what God is no respecter of persons. So there is the doing of the right thing. And so one of these systems is what we want to consider today in the next 10, 15 minutes. And then we'll pray. One or two prayers for the sake of our people that are not here today. And then we'll pray for them too. And then we'll close the session. Praise God. Hallelujah. Part of the systems of God. Today, this, one of the systems we want to consider is a system called word. That's the first system we want to consider. Okay? So, part of the systems is grace. Hello? Part of the systems is mercy. It's part of the systems of God. Now, we're talking about. The one we're talking about today is called word. 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 Oro. Word. Later on, we talk about mercy. It used to be a system that God used in the Old Testament, in the, in the order of the Old Covenant. And the part of the systems, of course, is grace that we enjoy now. Part of the system is faith, faith. Part of the system is divine direction. Part of the system is knowledge. But today we want to consider what? John chapter 1. That's 1. John chapter 1. Because people need to understand this. That God is not, our God is not a God of disorderliness. Mm -mm. He's not the author of confusion. He don't, if God can tell us to do all things moderately and in order. Come on. It means he does things moderately and in order too. Praise the Lord. John chapter 1 verse 1. Who's reading for us now? Chapter 1 verse 1. Chapter 1 verse 1. In the beginning was the Word. Okay. And the Word was with God. Okay. And the Word was God. Okay. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him. He says, all things were made by him. And without him was not anything made that was made. And without him was not anything made that was what? Made. That was made. All <laughs> things were made by the world. So God is telling us that, guys, get it clearly, that everything that has been created and will be created requires one ingredient, my word. Hello? And uh, the scripture says he sent his word. His word delivered them. And his word saves them out of all of their troubles. God's word. God's word. I want you to understand that so, so that we can have an understanding that the word, just because God is saying does not make it less, it is a system for doing things. It is a system of doing. It is a living thing. Isaiah chapter 55 verse 11. So shall my word be that goeth forth. God is saying, so shall my word be that goeth forth. Out of my mouth. Out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void. It says it shall not return unto me void. But it shall accomplish that which I please. It shall accomplish that which I please. And it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. God said the word, the word that I send will prosper in the thing I have sent it. Let's not forget that God told uh, the Israelites in Deuteronomy chapter 28 verse 1. Okay, he says, if you if you are careful to diligently obey my voice, and we have said earlier that the difference between the word of God and the voice of God is that the word of God is the one spoken by God Himself. Alright, whether through the scriptures or via the Holy Spirit, the voice of God is the one you personalize. The word of God you speak out, you, you, you confess and personalize to yourself. That is when it becomes the voice. Alright? God is saying the word that I speak. He says we do... Every, no wonder in that Genesis chapter 1. I want to show you that. God, God does not have anything that he used to create. I want you to be clear about it. As in... Ah, I don't know how else to say this again. 
God does not have anything other thing he uses to create. I'm telling you. God does not have any other thing he uses to create. Please read. Genesis chapter 1 says, And God said, from I think from verse 3. And God said, Let there be light. And God said, God did not look for light. God did not look for the switch. He did not try to create switch. He did not try to, he just said, let there be light. And there was light. And there was light. Let there. Let there. Let there. And the moment he says, let there, let there, the thing comes into existence. Let there be. Light. Let there be light. Let the cattle bring forth. Let this happen. Let that happen. The word of God is something that he was engaging. So, the word of God is one of the systems of God. Any child of God that misses the word of God, forgets it, cannot prosper. It can't be God that gave you that kind of prosperity. You can't get prosperity by praying. Maybe, maybe I should tell you now, once and for all. You can't get prosperity by praying. Let nobody lie to you for anything. Don't let anybody lie to you. No matter how long you pray, it cannot make you prosper. If you like scalabosh for thousands of hours, spend all of your life praying. If you are not careful, life will pass you by. Am I saying prayer is not good? No, I dare not. The word commands us to pray. Pray without ceasing, so we pray. We are saying God does not have another way of creating things apart from his word. That's what we are saying. If you read that beginning, you will see that God kept saying, and God said, and God said, and God said. When he got to the throne of man, hello, God said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness. So this time God did not engage only his word. He engaged his spirits too. Genesis chapter 2 now explains how this man was formed. Genesis chapter 2, I think from verse 7. We're not reading it. He said, and God formed man out of the dust. Notice that what God formed out of the dust was already man. What God molded, what God molded out of the dust, what God molded, Praise the Lord. So what God molded in that Genesis chapter 2 verse 7 was already called what? Was already called man. But that verse 7 now makes us understand and then God breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. God breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And that man became a living soul. That man, that man, that does, became a living soul. What you don't understand is that when God was molding, God did not mold skin. God did not mold brain. God did not mold intestine. God did not mold bones. God did not mold blood. What God molded, hello, listen to me today. What God molded was sand, made into the stature of a man. But when the breath came into the man, the, the spirit of the spirit of life, I, I think the Amplified Version called that breath the spirit of life. The spirit in that breath, because we told you that what, we have said before, and the word makes us understand that whatsoever is born of God is God. That breath of God is God. So when that breath came into that man, it was that breath that knew how he created brain, that knew how he created the digestive system, the nervous system, every other system the man has. It was that bread that came into him that gave the man skin. It was that bread that came into him that gave the man blood. Now look at it. God now came out to tell us that it is in, the, the, the life of a thing is in his blood. But I, I don't want us to prolong this thing. This thing. What I'm saying is this. Let's not, because if we stay on this issue. We are going to spend a lot of time trying to get it, get, get, get it clear. But I need to understand that the word of God itself is a system for making things happen. And that's the first system. Where, we are talking about the multiplier effect. 
And I'll answer test throughout this month. Throughout this month. Uh, throughout this month of multiplication is Second Peter chapter 1, verse 2. It says, Grace and peace will be multiplied unto you. Through the knowledge of God and of our Lord Jesus. So, we are saying that grace and peace can be multiplied. If God is saying grace and peace can be multiplied, my people, grace and peace can be multiplied. If, if God is saying grace and peace can be multiplied, grace and peace can indeed be multiplied. And the extent to which you can multiply grace and peace will determine the extent of your greatness in life as a believer. Hello? Let's not forget that God is no respecter of persons. Do what is right. You get the right result. Do what is right. And you get the right result. Do what is right. I'm leaning emphasis on it. Do what is right. And you will get the right result. So, we are still considering the systems of God for creation. Hebrews chapter 1. We're going to read Hebrews chapter 1, and then finally Hebrews chapter 4 today, and then we'll pray. Much later on, I think by next week, we'll continue on the system called war. Because I, I know this, that every other system of God, okay, relies heavily on this one system, world. Every other system of God relies heavily on the system called world. And I'll show you how, why now. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 4. Being made so much better than the angels. Hold on. It says being made so much better than the angels. Has he had by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they? Alright. Let's let's look at uh let's look at it from verse 2. At he in this last day. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 2. Okay. At he in these last days, in these last days, spoken unto us by his son, spoken unto us by his son, that is the word, whom he had appointed heir of all things, whom he had appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the world, by whom also he made the world. Continue, please. Who being the brightness of his glory. Okay, who being the brightness of his glory. And the express image of his and person. And the express image of his person. And upholding all things by the word of his power. That's enough. He says he upholds all things by the word of his power. He did not say he upholds all things by the power of his words. He upholds all things by the word of his power. He upholds all things. Word of his power. Meaning that it is in the world that there is his power. His power lies in his world. That the, the thing, what, 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 is, what is being upheld, what is upholding all things that he has created is in his world. The power that is upholding everything that God has created, okay, the power that creates things on behalf of God, for God is in his world. Upholding all things by the word of his power. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 11. Let us labor therefore okay. to enter into that rest. Okay. Least any mouth shall fall after the same example, example of, of unbelief. unbelief. Please go on. For the word of God is quick. Please let's pay attention here. It says the word of God is quick. What, what the word used quick here, another version says, For the word of God is living, is a living thing. The word of God is a living thing. We are considering the systems of God. For, for prosperity. Alright? And we have said part of the systems of God is the word. And that's why we are considering the word extensively. We'll continue from this point that come in the, in the coming week. It says, For the word of God is quick and powerful. Continue please. Sharper, Sharper than, than any two-edged sword. sword. 
piercing even into the dividing asunder of soul and spirit. He says it's piercing even to the dividing asunder of the soul and spirit. And of the joint and marrow. Hold on. He's saying the word of God knows how to go into your spirit, avoiding your mind. The word of God knows how to pierce even to your spirit and avoid your mind. This is, this is what the word of God does every time somebody gives their life to Christ. It goes beyond everything they already know and believe in and touches their spirit. He's able to do so. Please continue. Sorry. He says he can it, get to the brown marrow. Piercing even into the divining asunder of soul and spirit. Mm-hmm. And of the joints and marrow. And of the joints and marrows. That the word of God knows how to enter into the, your bone marrow. Your bone. Okay. If I want to go you back. Mudumudu unu e gugu nonje bone marrow. Mudumudu unu e gugu. Bone marrow. The word of God knows how to get to your bone marrow. Let, let's say that there is sickness there. The word of God knows how to get there and make it whole again. Please go on. And is a discerner of the thought and intent. It says intent. that is a discerner of the thought and intent of the heart. Okay? Mm-hmm. Please continue. Okay. Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in Neither the sky. Neither is there anything that is not manifest before the eyes. But all things are naked and open unto the but eyes of him. all things are naked and open. Please. Unto the so eyes, unto the of, eyes him, of him. With whom we have to do. With whom we have to do. That's what we are stopping today. It says our relationship with God is with the world. Our relationship with God is with the world. So you can't claim to have a relationship with God. If you have missed a if you don't have a solid relationship with the word of God, you might not prosper. Did I say? You might not. Don't mind me. I meant that person will not prosper. Is there in the scriptures? It is the word we have to do. It is the it is the word we have a relationship with. It is the word we it is the word we build a relationship with. That is why that second Peter chapter one verse two says he says grace and peace will be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of our Lord Jesus. Okay, so let's ignore knowledge for now. Okay, not probably knowledge of God. We'll come back to it much later. He says knowledge of our Lord Jesus, and we know our Lord Jesus is the Word. The Word. See. The amount of the word of God you have in you as a believer will determine how far you will go as a believer. Because the God has no limits. It means that the word of God has no limits. So if you are putting a limitation on your life right now, it is because the amount of the word of God you have in your life is not enough. It is because your life is made up of something aside from the word of God. This is why we are commanded to live by faith because faith cannot happen without hearing of the word. I'm telling you that God does not want you to be small. God is so, he's so concerned about how we are living that he commands us to live by faith. Knowing fully well that faith cannot come without hearing of the word. So, in short, I can say there is no man that can live by faith and not prosper. It's not possible for any man to live by faith and not prosper. It's not possible for any man to live by faith and not be great. The word of God is the first system of God for creating things. If you lack it, you can't get things. If you lack it, you can't create results. If you lack it, you can't get results. If you lack it, you can't make results happen for you. You can't make things happen for you. Situations can't turn around. But see, I, I, I tell people, as beautiful as prayer is, even the kind of prayer that is acceptable for the Father is the prayer of faith. And the prayer of faith requires the word of God.
Am I saying you should dedicate a part of your life to study the world? Uh, no, that's not what I'm saying. I am saying you should dedicate a part of your life to building a relationship with the world. I'm not saying you should start carrying Bibles every day and start reading. No, I'm saying build a relationship with the world. I was telling somebody recently that you can read the Bible for 25 years and not hear from God. Even though Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1 to 2, has said that God, who at sundry times and in diverse manners, has spoken to in times past to, the, uh, to our fathers through the prophet. He said he's speaking to us now through his word. Even though the scripture has said God is speaking to you through his word. You, it is possible for you to be reading the Bible for 25 years and not hear from God. It's possible. Because you are, you, are, you are doing it from a ritualistic mind. That they have said we should go and read the word of God. So let's start reading the word of God. No. Your aim should be to communicate with God. Your aim should be to receive the word for the day. Sufficient for the season. When you go seeking. And so when you do this, it does not matter how long you spend. You can spend, I, I tell people here, yeah, you can spend 20 minutes in the presence of God and get more than what somebody that has been seeking God for over one year will get. And you can spend three hours and not get anything. The question is, are you open? We have read in Ecclesiastes chapter 5 verse 1 years, uh, last week that you have to be careful when you come to the house of God. That you are careful to hear lest you give the sacrifices of fools. The person that has spent over the three hours or every day reading the scriptures without being careful to hear from God is paying the sacrifices of fools. Build a relationship. See, if you like this one thing, you see that my emphasis is on it because the emphasis of God is on it. You want to prosper? Get to understand the systems. And the very first one we have mentioned today is the word. Somebody say the word. The word. I can't hear anyone saying they're talking over there. Somebody say the word. The word. Somebody say the word now. The word. Uh, okay, we're already okay. people are already fighting me. The word. The word. The word. <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay. Don't fight me now. I'm I'm doing it for you. So it is well with us. Okay? I want us to be clear about it today. So we are going to pray. Our first prayer point today, before we pray the prayer of multiplication, our first prayer point today. Praise God. Hallelujah. Is that we're going to uh, tell the Father we are so in any way we have disappointed Him when it comes to relationship with the world. See that Hebrews chapter eleven verse uh, thirteen or fourteen has made it clear that our relationship is with the world. Hmm? So we are going to go to the Father in prayer now and say we are sorry, Father. I am sorry for every manner I have tried to get things to happen. Without engaging your word. I am sorry for trying to be disobedient and expecting results. I am sorry for trying to use the wrong key for the right door and still claiming that you have not been faithful. Let us begin to pray. We are praying already. Thank you. Father, I confess this evening that I am sorry for every time I have come to your court, that I have come to put you to remembrance without doing the right thing. I am sorry. I am sorry for every time I have disappointed you, for every time I have failed to build relationship with the world and expect results. But I am sorry. I ask for forgiveness in the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus. We are praying. 